Welcome to A Beautiful Mama Podcast, where we encourage mamas to walk in their amazing mom abilities by faith, beauty, and the realness of just being a mom. In this podcast, I get to interview my husband, John Mediana, <laughs> and um, we're just going to talk about going through our pregnancy losses again, but I wanted to get his perspective and his experience as a dad and as the husband on the other side of that whole journey. So let's get started. Uh, Hey mamas, well welcome to a beautiful mama podcast and like I said I'm here with my husband John. Hey mamas. (laughs) (laughs) Mamas and dadas. How's it? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, this one's for mamas and dadas. Mamas and dads. Dadas is a weird name. Um, that's that's my word for the dads out there. Dadas. If y'all if y'all could be mamas, then the dads can be dadas. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. And that's just our lingo here at a beautiful, a beautiful mama. mama. Yeah. So you got the mamas and the dadas. <laughs> and there oh you go. Gosh. Great. You're I welcome. Love it. I love it. Thanks, babe. <laughs> so um in my last podcast i went through and explained pretty much in detail all of my uh, miscarriages and pregnancy losses and just how i personally process them the things that i learned going through them how to overcome it um and just how i got to the point to where i could be courageous enough to actually hope again in having a baby and try and be intentional and trust God and all those things. So if you haven't listened to that podcast, I highly recommend you listen to that one first and then jump into this one. Um, If you are a mama, you've gone through a pregnancy loss and you have a husband, um, refer to this podcast to him because this is going to be the man side Mm. of experiencing all of those things. Yeah. Uh, So... Yeah, share it and give it give it out. Give it out. I don't know. <laughs> Let's start just with like recapping. Yeah. Because um, like I said in the last podcast, I went through each one. Um, so let's just start with the first one. So our first yeah. miscarriage was an ectopic pregnancy. Yeah, we were in Cerritos. Mm-hmm. And that was very traumatizing. Yeah. Do you remember like the timeline and the process of it or like what do you remember from it? Um, you know, when it when it comes to like trauma and all that, I usually I, I'm the type of person to kind of just go through it and then block it out, block, block <laughs> out as much as possible. Yeah. You know, and so, you know, I don't like I don't really like going through life like just sitting and, and reflecting on a lot of tr- past traumas because it's like I don't, I don't see what the point is you know like it yeah, happened it made energy. but it, it made you who you are it's part of your story but I don't live my life from that point I live my life in the victory mm, of, okay. of you know I really you know me I'm yeah. very optimistic I'm very I'm the astronaut yeah you're, you're ground control yeah you know you're you're the realist and I'm the type of person that's like what's the best 
way to look at this situation. Yeah. <laughs> so what I do remember from our first uh, miscarriage was how traumatic it was. Mm-hmm. I th- I think that one of the things that stood out the most is how unprepared I was. Mm. Um, very uneducated about yeah. the health care system very yeah. uneducated about how hospitals work and how doctors and nurses mm-hmm. work and looking at me being filipino you'd be really shocked <laughs> stop like filipino male should know something about nursing mm-hmm. should know something about the hospital yeah the medical i don't field. know nothing okay <laughs> i know if you got an owie put a band-aid <laughs> that's my extent okay yeah if you got a headache take ibuprofen whatever yeah. So, so in in my last podcast, the first part of it, I explain in detail about like the day it started. Yeah. Um, you were on your way to get your haircut. Yeah. And <laughs> I told you I was like, "Hey, I'm bleeding. I might be." No, I remember the what happened. I was in Palm Springs. No, that was later. Was that later? Yeah, remember. So the day it happened, I. Was I getting a haircut before the? I I woke up and I mm-hmm. started bleeding. And okay. I remember that morning you were getting a haircut. And the thing about your haircut, why it's such a big deal? Why is nor- that a big deal? <laughs> normally, <laughs> normally like, you getting your haircut wouldn't be that big of a deal, but because your guy was an hour away. Oh yeah. So in yeah. LA time, shout out to to Mike. Mike. Oh. Yeah, he's in KC. Yeah, I wish he would do my hair. I know he'd be dope, Dang. but you know he's okay. he'll come out. We'll yeah. go visit him. Anyways, someday. <laughs> so, because your haircut was an hour away, that would yeah. be two hours total. Yeah, I'd make it a two-hour trip. Yeah, and so I just remember waking up. I'm like, "Hey, I'm bleeding. I don't know what's going on." Right. Um, went just get back as soon as you can. So you left. Mm-hmm. Within that time, I called my mom, and they came up right from San Diego. Oh, that's right. That's and so right. we go to like the Planned Parenthood situation. Oh. I don't remember that. Yeah, because it was free because we didn't have health insurance. Okay. Oh, okay. And all they did was draw my blood. Yeah. And then um, they didn't have an answer. So we waited for like a week. Do you remember that? We waited for a week because we didn't really have answers. And then we were both on leadership roles for a church. So you went to the retreat, the leadership retreat. I stayed home. That morning I was like, I don't think I should go. And thank God yeah because you were you're gonna go but you're not feeling it's like you couldn't even get out of bed no i just i just didn't feel something. confident like there was just something i, I remember off. I, yeah there was this but i was off, cramping and you're like i don't think i should go if something were to happen yeah like we'd be in palm springs right but it was like a big leader one year one time out of the year situation yeah. where like you know, it was a leadership like, retreat to, to plan out to plan the, out the whole, whole year of the church. So it was already planned out. So I'm like, yeah. well, what do I do? And this is, see, this is like, dad is out there. Okay. Do not put, <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying this from, from learning mistake. Uh-huh. All right. Do not put other things before your wife. But in your defense, I told you that I was okay with you okay. going. You said it was okay, but I, as an experienced year three husband, <laughs> data now, like I can't, I I look back and I'm like, that was a dumb, dumb like decision for me, for yeah. the guy, because uh, uh, I didn't have the intuition to, mm. to know that there's something wrong. Yeah. 
right? And I was just like, business as usual. You know, us yeah. guys, us guys are like, man, she's crazy. I'm trying to get to Palm Springs. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, why is that? Like, is this going to ruin my fun? Like, n- not like in, in a bad way. Right. Um, no, but you, but, and, and there was such a pressure for us to be there as well because we were the youth directors. Um, the transition of us becoming youth directors was crazy. Like, just the uh, whole situation. It was like a, situation. A, a, a perfect, ugly storm. It was a horrible storm. And what, what I think was, like, for f- advice to the dads out there, do, do not put church before or ministry before your wife. Yeah. Like, even though she said, like, okay, it's it's okay for you to go, that's fine. But what you need to know for your conscience going to sleep at night, because here's the thing, something did happen. Mm-hmm. And I was there for not, on, not, not even an hour, like two or three hours. Yeah, so I didn't explain this in my podcast, right. how my brother had to pick you up. Yeah, my brother-in-law had to drive all the way down from Temecula, pick me up, because I carpooled yeah so john carpooled from our house which is in cerritos <laughs> if you should look up the route so you we should. lived in cerritos yeah. my brother lived in temecula mm-hmm. and john was in palm springs he carpooled to palm springs i then get ru- like rushed to the hospital yeah because i literally couldn't walk down the hallway in our house yeah and my parents drove up some- from san diego to meet me at the hospital yeah John is in Palm Springs. He wasn't there even an hour. Mm-mm. And we're calling him and calling my brother, trying to figure out how to get John to Long Beach from Palm Wait, Springs. So here's a here's another layer of <laughs> of unfortunate events. So we go to we go to Palm Springs. We had a Airbnb for the whole team. Mm-hmm. Right. I leave my stuff at the Airbnb, and they decide to go to a a dinner. That's right. We were at Tommy Bahamas. <laughs> I don't even order my food. Mm-hmm. And I'm asking them, I'm like, hey, Brit's heading to the the emergency. Mm-hmm. I need to get up on out of here. Like, I can't. And they're like, we just started our, our meal. We just did this. Like, can you wait? Like, is it a hurt? I'm like, y'all don't hear me? You like, Are you serious? Y- yeah. I don't know this. Yeah. So, like, I was like, look, no one could. So, no one was volunteering to take me back oh to the Airbnb because babe. everyone's trying to put in their order. <gasps> I don't even order. For, I'm just like scrambling around. I'm on the phone with, with your brother, yeah, Jared. Yeah. And I'm like, Jared, yo, uh, I know this is an unfortunate thing. I know it's going to take time, but like, I need you to come out here. And mind you, um, this was a little bit. I think I left the house knowing that he was already on his way. And then when we got there, he was still like, he's like, I'm going to let you know where I am. Where's the house at? I'm like, I'm at Tommy. Tommy oh my gosh. So he was kind of frustrated because I was like, why are you in this situation? He's like, thinking, yeah. like, why are you in this situation? I was like, I don't know why I'm in this well, situation. Well, Temecula is like, what, two like, and a half hours, <clears throat> three hours? Something like that. From something something crazy. Spring? But so I had to have him pick me up at Tommy Bahamas and oh then take gosh. me to the Airbnb mm. to get my stuff. And then drive, you know, drive all the way to Long back Beach. to Long Beach. So that was the longest drive of my life. Oh my gosh! And then and then my worry- brother, my brother drops him off at Long Beach and literally goes straight, straight back to Temecula. Yeah, he just goes straight. He's like, so my brother right, is the hero. He is the envy. He is of the this story. The, he is the Sam to Frodo. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. He has the yeah. Sam Wine Wise Ganji. Thanks, so, brother. Um, 
And and my my fear, I think my biggest takeaway from that, what I remember as it all comes back to me. Mm. <laughs> I know once you start like replaying I, it, you're like, ah. Oh, I, my I gosh. think it was just the 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 fear of I don't know what to do, mm-hmm. and I don't know how to advocate for my wife. Yeah. And oh, that was the biggest lesson like, that we learned. We had your dad um, with you the whole time. Yeah. Asking the right questions. Yeah. And talking to the right people. Well, I explain how um, the doctor came in that first day, and yeah. then we didn't see him for like three days. Yeah, and I, he, I, 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 I wanted to explain. Me and your dad were about to get in, get in a heated argument. Oh my gosh, that's right. Like <gasps> we were about to <gasps> shoot. Yeah, I felt like he was he was very. Mm. I I thought he was gonna punch me. Yeah. No, I. Remember and I was oh I was gosh. like, what is going on? Like I've never seen him like this, mm. and like. <laughs> like he was heated and no, i didn't understand time why time out time out so this is also our one year anniversary yeah like it just hit our one year anniversary so we're still like real fresh oh yeah no fresh fresh going f- through one year by the way dealing with this little um insider tip what you probably don't know is for a whole year we didn't sleep in the same room our first year of marriage. Why is that relevant though? Because it's, I feel like it's relevant because it was like, we didn't have like, it was, we we're so fresh and we were so new to marriage. Yeah. Our first year was like, not honeymoon. No, phase. because we couldn't. And it's not like we we're mad at each other. It's because I snore in you my had sleep. sleep and apnea. I'm a heavy. And at that moment in time at Cerritos, I had sleep apnea mm-hmm. and you could just type in Google sleep apnea. Mm-hmm. Like I literally stopped breathing in yeah. the middle of my sleep mm-hmm. and that was traumatizing mm-hmm. for, you know, Brit. well, I was a light sleeper too. Brit and so was, it just, so there was just like a lot of things. Like I had, a, I had a machine I needed to sleep with yeah. and that was just really loud. So it wasn't like, Oh, y'all didn't sleep in the same room. Y'all must've been no, like there's just complications yeah. with like, cause we didn't live with each other beforehand. No. So we well, didn't, our first time we, we lived together, the state of the night was our honeymoon. Mm-hmm. And that was, <laughs> that was funny. Um, so anyways, so anyway, so her dad was so ticked. Mm-hmm. Like he was just so mad mm-hmm. and I didn't know how to answer. I've never seen him like this. And like, I didn't know what to do because he was so mad on me and i don't even i didn't even know why at the time about this but aside from that it was just like it's it's because i didn't know how to advocate for my wife i didn't know how to no it was it was because i I, I think i said yes and i left it was because you left okay another reason dad is do not leave your wife (laughs) at home alone when she's going through something because of the of also the other people involved (laughs) okay which yeah. is the uh, the mother and father-in-laws. Yeah. <laughs> they will hold you to accountability. Yeah. Uh, if something goes wrong with their do- their precious princess, <laughs> let me tell you, they're going to let you know. But there's grace fresh- for that. Yeah, grace. <laughs> they love you now. <laughs> they love you now. No, they've loved no, you but forever. I but- think the f- okay, so long story short, what I learned from that experience, that traumatizing experience, was to always just just be aware mm. of first of all of signs and symptoms like just be familiar with that and secondly know your rights as a patient 
Yes. What to oh my ask, gosh. what what you're able to do, like, you know, how to speak to nurses, how to speak to doctors to yeah. get the right information that yeah. you need concerning your body. Well, I explained, your I explained how the doctor wasn't there for three days and right. I got, I was getting mad. I was literally in the hospital for three days, just sitting there and there's like all this other detail. So mm-hmm. again, listen to the other podcast, but basically I'm demanding to see the doctor right and he's not anywhere to be found because he's in another hospital Mm -hmm. and he finally comes and the moment he comes he's like okay we're gonna do emergency surgery do you consent yeah and you and i looked at each other and like what the f what are you talking about surgery yeah like like, you you just showed up yeah where'd you come from first of all first of all hi i'm john yeah what's your name yeah (laughs) like for real like and my dad had the supervisor of the hospital on the phone Mm -hmm. as i'm yelling at the doctor like legitimately yelling at him yeah and that was the moment and then you stood up and you were just like no this is not how we're gonna do this like explain to us what's happening and yeah so we we, yeah we learned how to figure out our rights as a patient and then you also learned how to advocate for me right being in the hospital bed yeah after one awkward car ride to a chinese lunch <laughs> with dad, <laughs> with dad. Uh, i kind of came to my senses and yeah. be like i should probably look out after my wife and ask the right questions yeah so that's what i took from that first one um and after that what what the healing process um just mentally physically spiritually yeah all that what that stuff entailed for that trauma mm. Well, yeah, because we come home. Yeah. We come home from after all this trauma at the hospital. And then then we're like, what do we do? Oh, we just lost a baby. Yeah. Like, we How got, we caught, we got caught up in the sauce. Yeah. In the process of, like, dealing with that. And then having to come home and have reality yeah. catch up with our mentality. And then still having to show up at, like, you, that Wednesday, <laughs> yeah. you went to youth. Mm-hmm. I stayed home. Yeah. So you ha- you had to carry so much more in like public situations than yeah. I did because I was like I'm home I'm not going nowhere. Yeah. But you still had to show up. I had to still show face. Which is and, and like it's incredible that you were able and willing to do that. I mean, there's moments where I I, I felt like there was a few cracks, <laughs> like yeah, but I, I just I think in the humanity of what the situation was and and the responsibility that we carried as leaders you know i just um in that moment had to make a decision of what what would a a good leader do Mm. what would a good dad like not dad but a good husband do Mm -hmm. and yeah so i had to make that decision and it was tough but that was the first thing that was the first one and then i mean this isn't a pregnancy loss but two weeks literally after that surgery yeah. my appendix erupted yeah so we were back at the hospital right. again like literally felt like the whole thing again and then um comes the next year so march we find out we're pregnant yeah and for every pregnancy you've always been like your instant emotion and reaction was always excitement right like when I wasn't, yeah, I was like, mm, we'll see. Yeah, you had a very skeptic mindset. Yeah, I had a very <laughs> again <laughs> optimistic. I have a very optimistic pessimist. I th- I think it's like I don't know. It's just the way I think my upbringing or just yeah. my my character. And that's but amazing. Yeah, it should be. It at is. Times you know I want I I want to hear I want to just hope for the best. Yeah. 
in all things, but also never be expectant of all things, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So there's a fine line between me being excited about having a baby, but also having inwardly also having doubts, mm. you know, and facing those and which one's going to come surface. Mm. Is it the doubts or is it the excitement? If mm. I'm excited, there's a now atmosphere of right. expectancy, right. you know, in our home, mm-hmm. because at the end of the day, you know, I'm leading our family. Am I going to lead them right. through doubt or am I going to lead them through optimism? And right. And because your reaction was always excitement. Yeah. It gave me like permission i think to be excited right right yeah which is what i needed Mm -hmm. but the second one turned out not as traumatic as the first one right but it was it was just handled so differently like i started bleeding we went to the er um to a different hospital and they took our you know took my hcg levels and they basically were like, we don't see anything, yeah. but your levels are high, so we'll just have to wait and see, like, another week. So, again, mm. there was, like, all waiting. A patient game. Yeah. Patience, patience. Yeah. And then... That's one thing I actually know I'm good at. Yes. You're the best it at that. It's because I'm... A lot of people, your audience probably doesn't know this, but I've been a film editor for a very long time, and mm-hmm. editing films has taught me how to be patient. For sure. Oh, my gosh. It taught me so much patience. Mm -hmm. But that's where I get that from. Yeah, which helped in this because I was going crazy. Um, Doctors telling me, oh, we don't know. We don't know. We'll have to wait. We'll have to wait. And I'm the most impatient person. I'm like, tell me now. I want to know now so I can do what I need to do to fix it. Right. And we didn't have that. So um, long story short, they have us go to the hospital that was in L.A. now. So we weren't in Long Beach we went to LA and this hospital was very odd. I don't remember the name of it, but um, they, they wouldn't let John go back into the room with me. Mm. So he had to stay in the waiting room. The waiting room. So yeah. what was that like? For me, it was cold, dark and depressing. Yeah. And I was like, I hope I don't catch a disease. <laughs> so. I, I'm in the most ghettoist area I could think of in LA. Because mm-hmm. like, we were, we had, we had, just covered california uh covered california it was like the basic you know yeah the basic everybody gets it so Mm -hmm. and that was like the price we paid for being entrepreneurs Mm -hmm. you know or freelancers and um i was sitting in that i was literally sitting in that waiting room thinking to myself god not again Mm. like we can't go through this again Mm. like the first the first one was devastating the second one and the thing about the second one is that we announced it to our your family we did we we had planned this easter egg hunt because we were a little bit further along we were we were about six weeks about six weeks Mm -hmm. into it and we had this brilliant idea of hiding a golden egg uh because easter was like a week away yeah it was a week away and um we, 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 yeah we really want to go do something fun for the reveal mm-hmm. and then um then we had this happen and it was just really it it, it threw me off i yeah, think it really sure. threw me off because i'm like and god we went through this well we were so hopeful too yeah and 
I'm sitting in this waiting room. I'm I'm very like, like I'm trying to be optimistic, but I'm like, you know, what are the results? What are we gonna go through? Like again, how mm-hmm. am I going to l- like support my wife mm-hmm. in, in 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 the way that she needs the support and not be the hero mm-hmm. in it? Like, oh, you know, we're just gonna believe God can do anything. Mm-hmm. Um, which he can, he yeah. can. Mm-hmm. Don't don't ever think that he can't. In this moment, though, as I was sitting in that room, I I was starting to get like just impatient, mm-hmm. and um, that's how I felt. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it wasn't fun. <laughs> yeah, so I I come out of the room. The doctor basically was just like, "Oh, sorry, you're not pregnant anymore." And in order for us to figure something out, you need to have three miscarriage or yeah, three miscarriages. We didn't have any data, nothing to be like, yeah, you know. Well, they were just like, "Sorry, it happens." Bye. Mm-hmm. I just remember being so mad, yeah. walking out, and then we get in the car. We're stuck in LA traffic to get home, and we're yeah. both just like broken, devastated, yeah. just bawling in the car, not saying a word, just like. The worst car ride home ever. Yeah. yeah. But also during this one or after this one, that's when I was like, forget about God. In the most serious way. Yeah. This one was really tough for you. Yeah. Um, and as a husband, to hear your wife say, literally like, F God. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm so mad. Feel like I've been robbed. Like, this isn't how it's supposed to go. Mm-hmm. Um, what helped was m- in in my leadership and, and me being a husband wasn't the mentality of I, I got to be a hero. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I oh, I'm, I'm a hitter with scriptures. I'm going to hit her. I think the most proactive decision I made was allowing my wife to be angry. Mm. Um yeah allowing both of us to be to be angry at the situation mm-hmm. and to to not fight it but to experience the emotion of loss and experience the emotion of anger to the full to the fullness of what that is because i i was just reminded like okay Jesus experienced everything to the fullest. He gave us the mm. the most range of emotions that we could have and he didn't he doesn't want to negate us from any of those experiences because that is what makes us human. Right. So I remember telling myself I'm like even though this is traumatic and dreadful and just god awful. Mm-hmm. I remember saying we're allowed like I just remember hearing my my my, I don't know. Like I was just hearing my spirit. Like we're allowed to be mad because he could take it. Mm. Like be mad at God, you know, and that's okay. It's what's not okay is to stay there. Yeah. So that's that was my motivation, um, because I just remember there's a time mm. for mourning. There's a time mm-hmm. for singing. There's a time. And it always talks about a time or a season right. of mourning. And for us, um, I, I had to make sure that 
we had a season of mourning mm-hmm. where everything was on the table. Like, whatever you wanted, however you wanted to respond, mm-hmm. if you wanted to laugh, cry, I had to join in with how you expressed your grief mm. and, and what you went through. Yeah. Um, because it helped me mm. process as well. And I think obviously when traumatic things happen in people's life, we process things very differently. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't recognize that they're processing things every day. Like they're processing, you know, their career choice. They're yeah. processing what they're going to make for lunch and dinner, what they're going to eat, what yeah. they're, how they respond to family, how they respond to friends. Every day is a daily process. Like you, you try to figure out how, you know, that's so good. How you're going to respond to what's happening to you. Mm -hmm. And, and in this traumatic moment, moment, it just kind of elevated the sensitivity of the Mm -hmm. process for us. Mm -hmm. And we felt it a lot deeper. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. where it's like, Oh, this is obviously just torture. Yeah. Oh, completely. And just, yeah, devastation. Right. And I I just remember I actually, for the first time in my life, went into depression. Mm. But we were still youth leaders. Oh, man. (laughs) That could be a whole (laughs) new episode. Like, youth leaders battling life. leading, Leading youth battling life. Yeah, dude. Like, it just... I was really tough because at the other side, you're trying to tell these students that there is a God who loves you Mm -hmm, no matter what, uh, no matter what you're trying. He's there for you. (laughs) It was literally like God saying, all right, prove it. Yeah. Like, all right, show up. No, for real. All right. I know you've been talking about my love and my grace. Mm -hmm. Now's the time to to execute that love and grace. Like, what Mm -hmm. does that look like? You know? So I think for us, when we were going through this leadership thing and dealing with the tragedies mm-hmm. um, that we're going through in our family, like I felt like, man, this is a really not it, it was a significant moment, but it was very like laughable. Like now that you look back, you're like now that you look back. But during it, I was like, during, this is the crappiest look, situation I, I could ever imagine. You, you look, I look back and I'm like, OK. Y'all just went through a loss, but y'all got to lead people. Yeah. Not lead just people. Students. Lead very emotional. Yeah. Very sensitive. Yeah. Very sponge-like. Time demanding. Time consuming, demanding. Yeah. Students that are dealing with their own things. Mm-hmm. I remember one student, we had to show up to their house at midnight mm-hmm. when the cops were there. Mm-hmm. like Because he called the cops on they his called mom. The cops on his mom. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, and I was like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. But I think it really taught me what it taught us. And, and I think if we weren't youth leaders, it would have been something really different. We would have a different experience. For sure. Um, I don't think it would be the experience that we had for sure. I think I think it would have been a little bit watered. Like our faith was put to the test. Oh, my gosh. And our, our faith, our family, everything that we've, you know, come – till that point in life was a test yeah the to the um to the tragedy mm-hmm. and trauma that we had been through mm-hmm. and it was like are you going to in your tragedy or in your trauma still worship mm-hmm. and that was a question yeah like 
because it's so easy when life is good right to throw your hands up and oh, yeah. just be like god it's so good god mm-hmm. it's just so so good it's just so fantastic yeah like man i can't tell you the blessings I'm, <laughs> they just keep list. on flowing <laughs> i'm thinking about like mike tyson <laughs> 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 so good like, it's so good he's so strong and <laughs> such such a such a big big guy Stop. he's so so you know oh my gosh Stop. They, they call okay, me the champ on. but he's really the champ move on you know god's the champ he's so good oh my uh, goodness <laughs> oh i thought of it like that but it really challenged us in, yeah. a, in a place where it's like okay do you is he good mm-hmm. only when things are good or is he good when life gets hard mm-hmm. and trauma happens? Mm-hmm. Well, Can't... we still had to show up at church cause it was Easter. Oh, yeah. Gosh. <laughs> I'm telling you y'all, like, like layer after layer after layer, there's just layer and layer of like, I'm going to, but not only that it Easter is a big deal at church. At church anyways, yeah. if you're on church staff or leadership, it's all hands on day. Another big deal. Yeah. You're there all day, especially mm-hmm. with multiple services. But you were doing the media and media, you media, played the drums, drums for every service. Youth. Well, we didn't have youth that day, but we still were in charge of like youth being showing up, showing up and being yeah. there and being involved. And I just remember like I was not there mentally. Like right. I was checked out. Yeah. And I was just like a zombie. Yeah, I was glad I was on the drums because I was just beating him a little harder. <laughs> yeah, and everyone's looking back like, dang, like <laughs> he's going he's for so it. He's so loud. Like I was like, ah, like extra, you know. Oh my gosh, this is the perfect instrument for me. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so that was that was the second one. Yeah. All of that. Yeah. Is a different experience, but still just as hard and crazy. So the third one was we had moved to vegas yeah um we were there for about four months already it was i found out i was pregnant january 1st 2019 mm. remember our friend dj was with us yeah that morning we were out the night before and i had an i had like a feeling we're in new year's yeah we were in new year's wow yeah i had a feeling that i was pregnant and so that night i didn't drink champagne oh that's why yeah okay <laughs> and then um then the next morning i took a test and i just remember like telling you real quickly like hey i'm pregnant <laughs> and we both like had a moment and then we just acted like we were cool because uh, we had our friends staying with us yeah and that one lasted the longest out of all three yeah and i you know this one was like the most normal too right um not to normalize it but nothing traumatic happened no yeah um, nothing, we, nothing i didn't like have to go to the hospital i didn't go to the hospital period or the doctor period like right. it just i i think because i knew what was going on yeah i could tell already when it started happening mm-hmm. the weird thing was is that when i told you we both were just kind of like okay and just let it happen like it was in the yeah. middle of the night I, I think like you came home late from work. Yeah, I think like we just put our hands up and was like, okay, fine. Yeah, like <laughs> legit. Like we were both so numb to it. Yeah, I yeah we were so numb. It's like all right, like we've been through this before. Mm-hmm. I've yeah. Let's know, just go back to bed. 
let's just go back to bed let's yeah. just like well all right this is a loss yeah you know and then the next morning was church and so we were on our way to church and i was totally normal in the morning we like went and got bagels, bagels yeah. i was like yeah it's gonna be great i you know it there was no sign of anything right. happening right um and all of a sudden we're like halfway to church and i just start crying and i didn't know why i couldn't explain it i couldn't stop it it just kept i kept yeah. crying and crying and crying and so you took me back home you were like i need to be in church right now yeah because i think you knew yeah what I was ne- happening I, I and you needed, didn't know how to process i needed it. a word yeah you know i needed a word for yeah sure. and so we you went to church and i just laid in bed and cried and then you came home and you were being optimistic you were being hopeful like no we'll try again it's gonna be okay like this isn't the end and i just got so mad and just like you need to be angry at this because i'm angry at this and you're making me feel like crap because i'm angry and you're not yeah and you should be mad at this because this is real life yeah and then you just kind of like started to let yourself feel yeah the reality of what's happening right yeah and that yeah, changed I, I broke, a lot i really broke yeah in that moment um in a good way though in a good way you needed to because i was i was really like just being the tough husband mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. i'm gonna be strong for my family right you know right like i'm believing you know but what i really needed was like no like I need to mourn, you know? Yeah, like, you needed to mourn just as much as I did. Right. And um, that was that was when things changed, I think. Mm-hmm. Like, our mentality and, and all that stuff. Like, just being broke, so broken that it's like, mm-hmm. I have nothing else, God. Like, mm-hmm. what, what else can happen? Yeah. You know? And that one wasn't as long of a process either. Right. Like, I feel like we bounced back fairly quickly from that one yeah yeah because it wasn't traumatic Mm. um it was the third one so to me i was like okay three check now i can figure out what's going on yeah per the doctors you know right right so i started researching doctors researching hormone balances Mm -hmm. researching anything that i could in my own hands right um and then um i went to a women's event yeah and there was this message that was like 100% what I needed to hear, like straight from God, straight from our pastor's mouth. Like it was so for me. Um, and it was about asking God, not being afraid to ask God for what you truly desire. Right. But the message itself was about this woman who hadn't had a son yet. And yeah. Elijah was like, well, this time next year, you're going to have a son. And she's like, no, 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 don't, don't give me hope. Don't give me dreams because I've been disappointed, like whatever. Um, and I took that and really owned it. And I'm like, this is for me. I'm going to, I came home, told you about it saying I'm believing again. Yeah. Cause before I was like, I'm not believing, right. but now I'm going to believe again. So what was your process during that time? That time I was like, thank you, God. Like, <laughs> Oh, <laughs> it's it's like the wind kicked up in your sail mm-hmm. when you've been stranded in the middle of the ocean for months. Yeah. And you're just like, you know, when when 
and I knew something significant was gonna happen. Mm-hmm. Um, in that, and I feel like it like broke something off you. Oh, for sure. And you started your faith level started to rise again, and then mm-hmm. following that, we had a whole breakthrough series. Yes. So, yes, we were in a breakthrough series, and it rose my faith level. Mm-hmm. And that's when we started, you know, applying the faith that we had mm-hmm. and believing. And then you had we we're driving in, we we're driving back from California at one point, mm-hmm. and then that's when you started thinking like we need to start coming up with names. Mm-hmm. And then that's when we came up with our our name, and yeah. we we man, you know, we had spoken it into mm-hmm. existence. We gave it to God, and um. And we were believing for that. Mm-hmm. And then next thing you know, we're pregnant. We're pregnant. One month later. One month later. Yeah. We're pregnant. Mm-hmm. It's going fairly well. <laughs> I was just so happy that we reached the seventh week yeah. mark. That was a pretty big deal for us. Yeah. Then 10 weeks, we ex- tell our families. Mm-hmm. And it, it was just amazing. We found find out it's a boy. We're just well, our first ultrasound. Ultrasound, yeah. Was really the first ultrasound. Oh I I cried. We both the, did. The, I did. The nurse, internally. whoever was like telling, she's like, oh, "Are you okay?" <laughs> I'm like, "Yeah." <laughs> like, I if you only knew what we were going through. Yeah. Like what we just went through. Yeah. This is so significant. <laughs> Which it it was Our, like just to see the little bean size. Oh, yeah, there's like a little tiny. See that? Yeah, that's, that's him. That's the little boy. Mm-hmm. Like, no, we didn't know it was a boy. We didn't know then, it was a boy yet. It was just like that's our baby. Like I've never seen. We never got to this point. Yeah. Of seeing our baby and hearing the heartbeat trip yeah. me out. Yeah. So it rose my faith level. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and. Ever since then, every single day, there is not a day that goes by that I don't pray mm. and stop in the middle of my day and just am thankful mm-hmm. and grateful. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, those were the th- those were the three and the and the fourth time. Fourth time's the charm. Was the charm for us? Yeah. So, yep. so what for dads out there? For dads out there who have experienced a loss yeah um or are experiencing just like the struggle of having a baby with infertility or their wives or just Mm -hmm. whatever it may be like having a child hasn't been easy yeah what would three what are three things that you learned yourself Mm. that would be beneficial to pass on and give wisdom to these dadas for all the dadas i think my three changed from when we talked but Okay. I think the first one is believe for believe for for greater. Always. Mm-hmm. Never lose sight of God's greatness and what he can do mm-hmm. compared to what the doctors say, nothing. Like no matter what, even if you're in the middle of the tragedy, always and it's not like um it's not like a new age thinking like the secret or anything like that. It's literally just believing in what God's word says Mm -hmm. about your situation and always being the North star, Mm -hmm. like always, even if you're struggling and you're fighting, you're the leader in your family. Like always keep 
in mind that God is bigger than any situation and that there's hope in him. Mm-hmm. And then number two is knowing that there's hope in him. Don't feel like you don't have to walk out the optimism. You got, you got to bring it down to humanity and not be the hero. Number two yeah. is, is, is more mourn when it's time yeah. to mourn, mm-hmm. you know, is, is, feel yeah because your it, wife it, like your wife isn't the only one that's going through it like she's not you, you lost a baby yeah. as well yeah the big the big revelation to me was i lost a child yeah i lost you know mm-hmm. and when you can physically put that like mentality into practice saying like oh i lost something mm-hmm. you gotta process that yeah you have to process you can't hide you know your feelings mm-hmm. um like we do which we suppress a lot of our feelings as guys right but first number one have hope in christ mm-hmm. obviously put your faith in god mm-hmm. you know that's the foundation he's the rock mm-hmm. number two is 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 be human about it you know he so gave good. you a spectrum of emotions to feel allow mm-hmm. yourself to feel that you know it's okay to not be the hero it's okay to not to look at your wife and be like i can't do this right now like i can't mm-hmm. I'm I'm as broken as you are, because mm-hmm. what she needs isn't a positive Bible verse or a positive like we can do this. Yeah, like it's gonna be okay. There's moments where the she needs to hear those mm-hmm. those lines those things right. It's gonna be okay, but there's sometimes there's moments where it's like you know I'm gonna be honest with you right now, like I'm broken just as much as you are. Yeah, and as a wife, like especially going through this, all you want to know is that you're not dealing with it by yourself. Yeah. That's yeah. the biggest thing. Yeah. So what and would the third one be? The, the last thing is is educate yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No way. So huge. Know where the hospital, like where your primary doctor, what the procedures are. Mm-hmm. Know, just know uh, more than she does. Mm. Like if you can know, and it's it's going to take, it, honestly, it takes a little bit of time. But if, if you know what, to, what she's going through and, and you could help, kind of like coach her mm. if she's going through something traumatic be like hey like you know did you see any bleeding was it spotting like asking the right questions mm-hmm. and being prepared for that to advocate for your wife is the biggest thing you could do as a husband yeah so when you're talking like when you're talking to the nurses or doctors make sure you're talking to yeah. to them first yeah and let them know you got to communicate to them mm-hmm. like yeah, they're going to ask your wife, but you're going to be like, hey, I've talked to my wife. This is what's happening. Yeah. But th- what that does is you become the assurance for your wife, n- knowing that, hey, I can trust him. I can mm-hmm. I feel safe with him. I feel, mm-hmm. you know, like he's taking care of me. And that that also calms her down like the body. Absolutely. And that's less stress mm-hmm. for, for, you know, for the wife. So mm-hmm. if you can. Do those three things. And I know, guys, it's a lot of work. Mm-hmm. Okay. But this is, this matters. Yeah. Okay. When it comes to family, putting God first and educating yourself of, of what are, you know, this is what we're called to do. Mm-hmm. All right. We're called to protect, provide, be the leader in our family. Mm-hmm. And that's how you got to live out, your, you know, fatherhood, like your, your, your dadahood, right? Where you got to, you got to learn and you got to, you got to learn what what it takes like to to talk to a doctor mm-hmm. how to communicate to a doctor and 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 communicate what your wife is going through so you could cover her yeah so that that's a big 
I think that's a big challenge for a lot of guys out there. Yeah. To to have the innate sense or feeling like, okay, I need to know information. I'm going to go pursue that information. I'm going to ask questions. Because a lot of times we're like, we want to sit on the sidelines. Like, babe, right. babe, what do you need, babe? Right. Tell me what you need, babe. You want What do you want, tacos? Yeah. What you want? Yeah. I don't know the lingo they're talking about in that room. Mm-hmm. Like, you need a pillow? What do you need? Like, mm-hmm. we really want to bulk up and, and be like, oh, protect you. Another way to show that protection and cover is communication mm-hmm. and education. So That's so good. That's my three. So good. Dang. Thank you, babe. Yeah, you're welcome. Thanks for sharing <laughs> and for walking through those moments again. <laughs> I know that was hard. Yeah, I'm going to go cry. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> We're on the other side, though. God's yeah. God's been so good and faithful. Yeah. So, yeah. But thank you. Well, thanks for tuning in to A Beautiful Mama podcast. To stay connected and learn some of my professional beauty tips, be sure to follow A Beautiful Mama on Instagram. Leave a comment, like some content, and have a beautiful day.